It's in the news today, but it was actually on TV Reload, the podcast, last week. Welcome back, guys, to TV Reload. My name's Benjamin Norris, and on this podcast, I go behind the scenes with the biggest players in television. Each episode, you will get a front row seat with content makers like executive producers, writers, editors, and casting agents, plus the talent that we see on our screens. TV Reload reloads the shows that you are currently watching and gives you a better insight into our television industry and our streaming services. Today on the podcast, I have the gorgeous queen from RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 2. This guest might not have had the loudest voice in the competition, but she certainly made an impact on us as an audience. It is Yuri Guy. On the second series of Down Under, we've really been treated to a different blend of personalities, each contestant offering vastly different stories and overcoming different hurdles, making this competition anyone's guess on who will take home the crown. There was plenty of people online talking about Yuri Guy's time on the show, and this queen had a lot of us wondering if she was the secret trade of the season. With this week's episode focusing on a new rivalry between Queen Kong and Beverly Kills, it was sadly two queens in the back seat of the episode who unfortunately landed in the bottom two and saw Yuri Guy packing. We will talk about her lack of confidence, if RuPaul was accurate in suggesting there might be a backstory holding her back, and a quick game of Shady or Lady that will see one honest answer pretty much sum up this queen's time on the show. However, let's get started with today's guest. I'd like to welcome Yuri Guy from RuPaul's Drag Race Done Under Season 2 to TV Reload. I don't know, I just love sitting back and watching drama. Previously on RuPaul's Drag Race. On the show, I just couldn't really vibe properly. Okay, Yuri Guy, do you fancy yourself a singer? No. Rapper? <laughs> Rapper, no. It's hard to get that out of your head. Yuri Guy, Molly Poppins. I'm sorry, my dears, but you are both up for elimination. Just has this confidence that I don't have. You didn't struggle the most because you're not talented. You struggle the most because of those voices in your head. I feel like we're funny, but I feel like we're funny when we don't have to be. Hi, Yuri Guy. How are you? Hi, hello. I'm good. How are you? What is it? Congratulations on your time on the show. Are you happy with the way that you came across? I thought you were going to say congratulations for going home. No. You suck. No. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm really... Yeah, I'm happy with how I came across. I, I was myself. Well, if you can't be yourself, who can you be? Exactly. Apparently no, not Courtney Love. I thought your Courtney Love was great. I don't think you have to be worried about that. No, I, it was confusing. That was confusing. I didn't know if I was in the top or the bottom, but apparently I was in the top and I was like, okay, cool, great. Love that for me. <laughs> Sometimes people don't know if they're a top or a bottom until they're in the situation. Exactly. I'm verse, but um, okay, I guess I'm a top today. Uh, do you now use a lot of those RuPaulisms? You know, those catchphrases, like I just said, congratulations. Once you've been on the show, do you find that they slip into your repertoire? I don't think so. No. Well, they haven't slipped into mine. Yeah, I don't, I'm not really like a, how do you put this? I'm not like, I love you, Beverly. I'm not like Beverly that's like slay, boots the house down, mama, whatever, or like, calling people girl and stuff. That's just not me. <laughs> well, you know, there's there's actually some RuPaulisms that I still don't really understand. And I've never, I've never missed a series of the show, but 
what the hell is, what is RuPaul Sorry. saying when she says, she already had, what is that? I don't understand. She, she done already done, had herses. Apparently somebody already had something. Wait just a minute. Let's bring Susan in from Stan Australia Publicity. I think she, I think she's trying to give us the proper answer. It's something that Rue heard a Burger King cashier say when they were in line at Burger King or something. And like Rue just loved it and has always said it since. She done already done had hers. As- so yeah. do you think somebody tried to get two yeah, meals? I, I think so. no. <laughs> something like that, yeah. And she was like, she done already done had hers or whatever. And so Rue was like loving it. <laughs> well, there you go. She done already done had hers. Well, you know, Beverly Kills was given a fairly meaty edit in this episode. Do you think that the focus was heavily on her to distract us from who was really in trouble? Well, if you know, if, if Beverly distracted all the viewers and everyone from me and Molly doing really bad, then I can't complain. Why do you think that Beverly did dominate that episode in your mind? I don't know. I guess Beverly just had a lot to prove and a lot. She was in the bottom for ages and then her, like, this is something and I guess that she's really good at. And so maybe it was sort of like a, oh, you'll think I should have went home because I was in bottom lip syncing multiple times and now it's a dance challenge and this is something I'm really, really good at. And But it's also something Kong's really good at. There was definitely a storyline going on between Beverly and Queen Kong. Like, that definitely yeah. was happening because obviously they knew they were in their element and then they became super competitive, which we really hadn't seen from Queen Kong before. No, definitely. It was great to see them in their element and do the thing and do really good. But I don't know. I just love sitting back and watching drama and watching people arguing. You're happy to watch it. Not to be involved, but just watch. (laughs) Well, interestingly enough, Bev, and no shade to Beverly. Like, I'm not saying Beverly Kills is a lot. She is a little lot, but I'm not throwing any shade when I say this, but Throughout the series, you know, she'd been really confident with everything, but then it really didn't seem to land every time. Where this episode, we did get to see her finally being confident and all of a sudden it was landing. The thing that I admire a lot of Beverly is her confidence. Even if, you know, she does really bad, doesn't matter. She's really confident. She's, she does, she's trying like, as same as me, trying her best. But she just has this confidence that I don't have. And so... Finally seeing all that confidence actually, you know, you know, when she's actually did good, I was like, oh, well, good for you. I'm very happy for you. (laughs) So it was actually good to see her being authentically confident in something that she knows how to do. I would love to have the confidence of of Beverly Kills. I don't don't have that. No, definitely. I would love that as well. But then if I was overly confident, then I don't think a lot of people would enjoy watching me. (laughs) You shouldn't say that. A couple of weeks ago, I was in a really dark place and I don't know that girl anymore. Now that my head's in check, I feel really galvanized and really focused. I needed the past four weeks, as long as it's been. But the reality is, if your head's not in the game, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you think that Queen Kong has only started to flourish in the competition now? What do you think had been holding Queen Kong back? I feel like it's maybe a similar thing with me, but she just holds herself really well while me I'm like all over the place I'm like I don't know what's happening I'm just trying my best I'm a mess but she's very put together but I guess in her head in a way as I am and there's always just 
this little voice or like as Rue would say it in a saboteur and so finally her getting a challenge that she's actually really good at like just same as Beverly it actually got to show what she's really 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 good at and so that would probably be like a confidence booster and because I you know I'm, I'm, I'm talking so I went home and she won <laughs> that's what I meant <laughs> We know that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. When when people are listening to this episode, they will have seen the episode. Okay. They will have seen yeah. that you have I gone home. I home because I suck. There was a few jokes about who the trade of the series is, and your name obviously kept coming up with a few of the queens. I want to know, was there any sexual chemistry happening whilst making this series of RuPaul's Drag Race? I don't think so. No. Like, I don't know. I would say no. Like, obviously, everyone knows that Kong, everyone was like, yeah, Kong's trade of the season. But then a lot of people thought that I was, and I was like, oh, okay. I, okay, but I don't know. My trades of the season were Kong and um, Aubrey. And no one hit on you. A lot of them had partners, so it doesn't okay. matter. I was just, like, boring. <laughs> well, you're obviously... A very, very pretty person. And that obviously gives you a lot of attention, I would say, on the outside world. But I want to know, now that you have the attention of the RuPaul's community, how many people have been sliding into your DMs? And what is the most outrageous, thirsty comment that you've received? Well, there's been quite a few, but like, I I just don't know how to reply because I'm really bad at replying. And then I I don't know what to say. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know. So then I don't reply, but... (laughs) I'm really bad. I don't know. I would have assumed that you'd have heaps of people sliding into your DMs and you'd have a criteria of, are they attractive? Are they my type? Well, no, I don't know. I'm not really like, as much as I talk about sex and cum and everything, I'm really, (laughs) I don't know. I'm really shy. You know, the reading of the Queens and Snatch Game just haven't really landed for the Down Under series, last series or this series. I mean, why do you think those two challenges that work universally overseas don't land here in Australia. I feel like we're funny, but I feel like we're funny when we don't have to be. When we're like put on the spot, it's quite hard to be funny. You know, like I'm not funny if, as you can see, like if you gave me something and I had to do it straight away, I would not be funny. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I feel like so maybe that's the case for a lot of us. We're just funny in general when we don't mean to be, but when we have to be, that's the problem, I think. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not funny, even though I won a comedy (laughs) challenge. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You are funny, but, you know, it was interesting. I felt anxious watching you do the reading challenge because you really struggled with saying something mean about the other girls. And I just, you know, thought, well, maybe this, maybe the reading challenge doesn't work on Down Under. Yeah, well, maybe they should, like, just get us really, really, really drunk before the reading challenge, and then it would work (laughs) perfectly fine. Well, the eyebrowless freaks, in your words, look like it was going to be a bit of a nightmare to start with, but it seemed like it really worked. Who was the hardest person for you to collaborate with on your time on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Series 2? It was probably Beverly. (laughs) I don't know. I love Beverly, but it was probably Beverly. I don't know. It's just like, she was just really confident and I wasn't. And I was like, sometimes like even in the untucked where she was like, we're all in the top. We're all great. And I was like, Beverly, no. I was like, just shut up. And me and Molly are in the bottom. I was honestly, I was just, sometimes it's just, but um, yeah, it was probably Beverly. But like on the show, I just couldn't really vibe properly 
with Beverly, but off the show, everything's great. Everything's perfect. Everything's amazing. It was just, I guess, just in that situation, it was really hard to work with Beverly. But she did such an amazing job, like, teaching me the Cory and dumbing it down for me and everything. So, like, I can't really fault anyone for anything, her for anything. I don't know. She was amazing. You know, it's it's an interesting show when you when you're forced with big personalities to come together and and to try to work together. Yeah, no, definitely that. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I put it into words for you. You're welcome. Yes, I, I just <laughs> mumbled around, and you made it work. This week, the judges seem to really struggle with saying anything too critical, making it almost impossible to work out who was going to be in the bottom two. Are the tides starting to turn? for some of the queens in this series? I just felt like we were all doing really well. The people that weren't doing so well at the beginning of the season, for example, Beverly and Kong, did really well in this challenge. So everyone that was doing well up to this point, it was between us, apparently. (laughs) So, like, it was down to, like, nitpicking stuff and it just so happens that, you know, me and Molly just wasn't as great as Hannah and Spanky. I think Spanky's come a long way, to be honest with you. No, definitely. Like, honestly, uh, the funny thing is, is like people underestimate Spanky and that's probably like a good thing for her because whenever she does something good, you're surprised. You're like pleasantly surprised, but like, you know, so I love that for her. And I'm really happy that people are finally actually seeing the amazing artist Spanky actually is. Even if she doesn't look the best, she still is like a good time, a great time. Like she's amazing. Well, I'm shocked that you've gone without us getting a resolution to what RuPaul managed to allude to in the episode. He was chatting to Michelle Visage and Reese Nicholson and was saying, you know, I I think that there's something blocking Yuri. There's maybe something in Yuri's past that's blocking her from reaching her full potential. Was he right? Was RuPaul right in saying that something had happened to you in your past that may be holding you back and maybe depleting your confidence? In the past, I've been in like, terrible a terrible toxic relationship it does yeah all that stuff where my ex at the time was talking down at me like telling me that I'm nothing that my drag's not valid that I should just stop talking and you know that anything I had to say wasn't no one cared or anything so coming out of that relationship I was really like I guess you would say like broken and like not confident at all so like finally trying to build my confidence back up as like in drag and out of drag and you know just trying to find my voice again and everything my confidence that I used to have but I guess going onto the show and then being put in the situation I was still working for it and there's still that voice in my head of someone that you've you know that you've loved and so much and that you spent years of your life with just telling you that you're shit that you're worthless that whatever you have to say doesn't matter so It's hard to get that out of your head, but yeah, so I feel like that is what it was. But if I were to do anything differently, do it again or whatever, I would not let that person still have so much control over me and especially with my drag and everything, because like at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's a terrible person, but I think what's interesting about what you're trying to say though, is that when you hear about somebody in a troubled relationship or in an abusive relationship, whether that's physical or emotional, you think that would never happen to you. But if you have found yourself in that situation, you realize it never happens in a straight line like that. It's a gradual thing. You know, it starts with love. Someone said that to me the other day, you know, that's where when it starts with love and then people start to do the wrong thing by you, it's quite confusing 
And it does take some time to be able to work it out and work out who you are again. So no, no, definitely. I think you have so much going for you. And I think slowly you'll be able to eradicate that that narrative that someone's created for you because I think yeah. rewards will come your way and you'll see, you know, it's it's crazy to still have someone holding, having that kind of a hold on you. I know. It's like, oh, it's not worth it. But like you can't, it's not as easy to get rid of it as you'd want to, you know? Like it doesn't happen overnight and just working for it, still working for it and everything. But like every day I'm getting more confidence coming off of the show. I've gained a lot more confidence and especially in myself and knowing that like I am an amazing drag artist. I am really good at what I do. No matter what people have said to me in the past, it doesn't matter because look at where I am now. Look at what I've done. Look at what I am doing. So I just need to keep remembering that and keep reminding myself that I am amazing, even if I don't always feel that way, you know? You'll get that. You're on a journey. You're yeah, a- no, definitely. This is such a big universe. I mean, it's a big global competition. You know, everyone's watching this show. It's so popular. And, you know, we may get a series three of this in Australia. Do you have a, a drag queen that you've worked with or you know who you would like to recommend for series three? Like My drag wife, Floor. Mia Moore, have you watched House of Drag? She's on House of Drag season two. Floor, Guatemala is a beautiful country. I love her so much. You, you haven't seen it, but I haven't seen it. No. <laughs> you should watch have, it. It's um, Karen Nita's show. And Spanky's on it. She's on the same season as Spanky. But um, oh. yeah, so Floor from Auckland, she's amazing. Um, yeah, I love her so much. She's like one of my best friends and she helped me get ready for the show. And she would be, oh, she's such great. She's like such a great time and she'd be amazing on it. She would. Yeah. I want to play a game with you, which is called shady or lady. You get the question. And if you decide that that's, you know, too shady, you can say, I'm going to be a lady and pass on the question because, you know, you think it's too rude or too, you know, you don't want to answer it for whatever reason yes. you can say, I'm going to be a lady so far. This is the fifth episode and everyone has never said that they're a lady. Everyone's always been shady, but don't let that, change the way in which you answer okay, these questions cool. who was the most talented queen in your series um i feel like it was hannah conda other than myself hannah yeah who was the funniest queen in your series um spanky jackson <laughs> am i supposed to be saying anything else or just spanky no just spanky just is names? fine spank okay. away. spanky yeah spanky's great i love her who did you not like or not get enough time to really get to know. Um, Fofo, because she went home first. I'm just going to say that. I've copped out. That, that's like an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> she went home first. It's not my fault that you suck and you went home first. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shady. Shady. Who was the messiest queen? Other than myself? We'll go with Beverly. I don't know. I just, there's something <laughs> messy about her that I love. I don't know. <laughs> Last question for you is who deserved to go? Who did you think deserved to go in this episode? Overall, like in the challenge? Yeah, this with the challenge? Yeah, with the challenge. This whole this episode, the runway, the challenge, the whole thing, who deserved to go home? This, I, I've answered this all like terribly, but I guess me. I'm being a lady. <laughs> 
I love it. I pick myself. Can I just say, I have thoroughly enjoyed watching you on the show. I think that you're very entertaining. Uh, I will continue to be in your audience and watch whatever it is that you're going to do next. And I, I hope that you get a chance to work on your confidence because I genuinely think you have a lot going for yourself. Thank you. No, yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Thank it's you a so work much. in progress. It's a work in it's progress. It's a work in progress. Like, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, thank you. Oh.